you're listening to the Well Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's menstrual cycle educator, natural fertility coach, and daytime mermaid. This is a place where we discuss all things periods, poo, ovulation, fertility, and sex. Join me weekly as we rediscover our menstrual cycles, unlock its superpowers, and guide you back into your cyclical nature. This is episode 177 of the Well Woman podcast. And today on the show, you are in for an absolute treat with our guest today. This is part of the Reset Your Cycle mini series. And um, instead of a solo episode, I'm actually joined by my beautiful partner, Brenton Mm. B. Say hi. Oh, hello. Hi. This is the second time we've tried to record this episode for you. Because apparently I wasn't up enough and being too, you know, like really like getting into it. So now I'm, I've got to really just lift, I've been told, lift. And to give you some concept, we're actually sitting in the car with all the doors and the windows closed. On record. a 31 degree day. <laughs> and we are in far north, Western Australia. We are in the middle of a three month road trip across the top end of Australia and um, we haven't killed each other yet. No, we have not. And I haven't been coerced to say that. <laughs> but in this episode, I really wanted to ask B to come and join us on the show or join me on the show so that you can hear an insight into what it's like to have conversations with men around menstrual cycles and how you can introduce conversations around the menstrual cycle with men. And you can make it part of your relationships, whether that's with a brother, a father, um, a romantic partner, a colleague, um, because I think it really needs to be talked about more. What are your thoughts, babe? Absolutely. I have not spoken as much about um, women's menstrual cycle since I started seeing yourself. And that's that's goes to show you that there's it's just not talked about. It's not discussed anywhere. My mum never discussed it with me. Any of the girlfriends I've ever had never really discussed it. It's... Uh, kind of a grey area, a taboo topic. But you knew about it. You just it just wasn't discussed. Absolutely, I knew probably very little of it, but I did know, I did understand what it was. I've actually got a great story which I'll tell you about later on about a woman's menstrual cycle. Do you? In particular, in ov- ovulation and when she, how she thought that. Being Do you pregnant. really? Anyway, yeah, I've got a really great story, but we can go into that later. <laughs> I don't even know this story. Well, I'll tell you later. Okay, hang on. Is it is it me? No, no, okay. no, it's not you. <laughs> um. All right. So. You just mentioned about your mum, and we're freestyling here. I've got some questions that I've preempted that we will discuss. Yep. But you mentioned you didn't really learn much about this um, when you were younger. So no. tell me, what was it like for you going through adolescence and sex ed and learning about the menstrual cycle? Did that happen at all? Like, what's your knowledge of the cycle, and where did that come from? Um, I guess. Uh, you can only start from when I was in primary school. I remember we had to sign a consent form. It was grade six, grade five. And we had to talk, we were talking about everything. And so this is like 93. And we, this is the very early stages of sex ed chat. And then it was, you know, talking about everything that went from sex. I can't really remember discussing anything about women's menstrual cycles. That was not discussed. It was more around... Uh, us just me giggling actually about the different words you use for different parts of the human anatomy, but we... and he still giggles at certain oh, words yeah. about the human anatomy. That's because I'm a child um, at heart. At heart, yes. So, yes, women's menstrual cycle. Do you remember the first time you were introduced? Like, how were you introduced to the menstrual cycle? Uh, look, I think it's just uh, look. I've just learnt it from just my own self reading about it and 
you know, the knowledge that you have through pop culture, through reading, through... But do you remember the first time you learnt about it? No, I can't. Okay. I can't remember the first time I've learned about it. I just, it's kind of, it's like you just grow up watching TV and you kind of learn about and you have an understanding and a knowledge of what it is. Um, but, you know, the details, I can't remember the first time we actually, I actually learnt about it. No. Okay. And what's your, before meeting me, what was your understanding of the menstrual cycle? Because I'll never forget when we went on one of our first dates and you were like, so what is it that you do for work? <laughs> and that's always an interesting conversation when you're meeting a male for well, the first Well, not really, time. because we tried not to talk about work, remember? Remember, yeah, there's, a good, there's a good lesson for people when, date, when you first start dating. Don't ask about people's I know, jobs. but you still ask me, like, what is it that I did eventually? Eventually, yes. Yeah, eventually. And when that happened, it was, it was an interesting conversation. But... Before meeting me, what was your understanding of the menstrual cycle and knowing your friends, your yep. inner male circle? Like, what's their understanding of the menstrual cycle? Yeah, okay. Well, I am, you know, the other side of what forty now. So I did have, I did have, I did have a bit of an understanding about. Obviously, I understood that women's menstrual cycles, from my basic knowledge, was every twenty-eight days um, menstrual cycle. There was an ovulation period when you did want to get pregnant um, and menstrual cycles basically um, at the end of it meant a lot of blood um, and then it meant moods. I think we've talked about this before, women's moods. It's I think it's the stigma in, in our culture and society where it's like when a woman's on her period um, and sorry, on her rags, as we used to say. Oh, uh, Brendan. I know, I know, but again, okay. it's very... It's it, honest, it's real, it's I very, like it. It's very, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, very uh, Do you even know where rags come from? I have from? no idea, I have no idea. But anyway... The, Would the, you like the history of well, that? Well, let me just say, I, I, we understood that, that that was it. That was my understanding of the, the menstrual cycle. So periods came with moods. Periods came with heavy blood always, and then moods. And women were always moody. Correct. That okay. was it. That's that's the stigma. That's and that was the... your experience with past partners? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that moods. I would say that um, the understanding of that you become uncomfortable um, and that the what, I think it's more going in depth about what the body's actually going through when it is going through the menstrual cycle and what it's all about. You know that now, but before. Yeah, I kind of had a, an understanding. It was about, obviously, the conception, like the menstrual cycle, to, from my understanding, was to do with the conception conception of it's when you want to have a child. It's the woman's body goes through the setup for that to be possible. Okay. Um, so that, yeah, that's my understanding. Okay. Good chat. Okay. I'm trying. <laughs> No, you're doing good. So um, we're also sweating like bullets in the car right now. No, and it's Brenton's beautiful. Very it's just, it's a... Um, so, babe, you mentioned you... So you didn't learn anything at school? Oh, uh, we learned very... I'm sure I learned basics of it, yes. Okay. And you grew up in a family of boys? Correct. Um, obviously with a mother. Do you remember at all seeing anything about your mum having a menstruation no. or a menstrual cycle. No. All right, so your mum never shared that stuff with you? No, not at all. I, okay. I obviously saw tampons. Okay. So I, I knew what they were. Um, okay. But no, mum never shared that, never shared that information. No, okay. not at all. All right. And how do you feel the general male society, so your general male circle, how do most males generally feel about the menstrual cycle That's, and menstruation? What, like I said before, it's... Blood and then it's mood. Okay, so bloody and moody. Yes. Okay. Interesting. 
do you think that it's possible to change that? And if I was to ask you how we could change that, what what would your thoughts be on that? What's the education process? I think it's in depth about what it's what's actually going on for the woman's body and what the stages are that are taking place. So what I've learned from you is that you know the four cycle the four phases. Yep. And then what the body is going through in preparation for the ovulation stage of the ovulation and then obviously if it's not utilized then the discarding of that and then so but yeah it's it's knowledge and understanding i'm lucky because i get to talk to you about it all the time i'm around it so i have a better understanding and a greater knowledge that's like everything really it's it's just education so, talking about it more openly so we actually for for those who are listening in we have no notes really in front of us. No. Um, I've got a couple of dot points to remind me so we don't go off track, but that's it. There's no notes and Brenton doesn't actually know what I'm going to ask him. So describe to me what the menstrual cycle is. Like, what is it that you understand now that we've been together for a while? Yep. What is the menstrual cycle? Yep. What is it made up of? Yep. And where in my cycle am I right now? Okay. All right. So forgive me if my terminology and my descriptions are, are off. But I will give it a go. So Have a crack. the menstrual cycle is the uterus lining itself and preparing itself for the ovulation stage. Uh, the egg sits in the uterus, and then if it's not if it's not utilised or pregnancy does not occur, then the body goes through the menstrual cycle where it discards the lining, it discards the egg, um, and then it kind of clears it out, ready to go for the next round for the next month. Um, Pretty good, babe. Okay, there you go. Yep, A and? plus. And uh, uh, the four phases, yes, of course. Uh, what are the four phases? The four phases are the same as what the seasons are. You've got your spring, summer, winter, uh, autumn, and winter. Okay, and when is which phase is which in the cycle? Do you, uh, do you remember? Yes, bear with me now. So spring is obviously preparing for ovulation. Summer is ovulation, peak ovulation stage. He's getting very excited looking at me describing these. Autumn is <clears throat> on the other side of when the egg is ready and then winter is blood is discarding and getting rid of it ready for the next season that's phase. really good that's a really good description great i'm pretty proud of you thank you i'm actually i'm very proud of now you. where are you in your stage you. yeah where am i in my cycle uh i think i asked you the other day about this where you are i think you are on day 15 oh babe that's really good I think you are. It's day 14. There you go, so day what is, 14. So what does that generally mean for You me are normally? in summer. Yeah, and what time of my cycle? Yes, I'm in inner summer, um, but have I ovulated? Have I not ovulated? You have ovulated. Well, you're right there. Okay, and how do you know that I'm right there? I can tell because of your menstrual build, your mucus buildup. I can tell that cervical when, mucus. Cervical mucus. When you tell me you are wet, yep. Then that is a very good indication <laughs> that you are, and then it's sticky. If you are, if you have, if you are wet, and there's that, if it get, it is really sticky like spider web, then that means that you are, you've probably, you're probably ovulating or you're about to ovulate. Okay, that's actually quite good. Thank you. I'm really proud of you. Thanks, babe. Babe. Yeah, so a little bit like egg white Correct. from a from an, a chicken's egg. Yeah. yeah, a chicken yolk. Yeah. Yolk. Okay, good. You actually, yeah, you're pretty pretty on it. And I think one of the things that I 
have always found is really beneficial on how you can actually introduce menstrual cycles to men is by leaving your menstrual cycle tracker on the fridge Mm -hmm. or in a place that's commonly seen between both parties. This is mostly for heterosexual relationships or if you, you know, have sons or you live with men um, that, you know, might just be friends is sharing, like sharing and showing your menstrual cycle tracker, the printed one on the fridge or something, but we also have something else on our fridge at home. Do you remember what it is? Uh, we haven't been photos. Home for, we haven't been home for 10 weeks. I've got my nephew's painting. I've, we've got photos of our family members. But what do we have on the, on the fridge in regards to my cycle? Uh, I think we've got, if I can remember correctly, it is the cycle, but it's your phases, but then it's also what the foods you like. Yes. Yes. So it's another way that I found really beneficial at helping you support me and my menstrual cycle yes. is understanding each of the four phases in regards to food. Yes. Now, before we go into that, what have you found that I've done and shared with you or how that I've shared it with you? Mm. It's been helpful in you better understanding the menstrual cycle and how to support me. You mean food wise? Or just before we get into the food thing, anything? Well, um, I think it's, it's real. what you've shared with me is the cycle tracker lets me know where you are and what you, what you again food wise, if how your body's feeling. I think food is a big one, particularly for yourself, because food is such a a big thing for you for you healthy mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. Um, the right foods that you like to have, warmer foods when you're menstruating, mm-hmm. um, and then lighter summer foods when you're you know in your in your peak ovulation phase. Mm-hmm. And what do we have for dinner last night? We had Buddha bowls last night. We did have Buddha bowls. We last did. They night. were beautiful. Salad Buddha bowls. Yeah. Um, with warm veggies yes. and rice. Yes. Black rice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was good. Um, yeah, food I feel is a really great way for menstruators to share with others who live in the same environment with them, especially if you share meals, how to sync your life a little bit better. And I think that's something that we've definitely done, not even just on this trip, on many of the trips that we've been on, is we plan how we both eat around my menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. how does that feel for you, knowing that we plan food around my menstrual cycle? Well, you know how I am with food. I could eat a sandwich and I'd be happy <laughs> for You dinner. could eat a sandwich noodles, with, you could eat a crackers. sandwich with ham and tomato sauce every day and that would be enough for you totally cheese and crackers for dinner i could eat so i food for me is not i'm not really fussed by it i do enjoy eating but it's not of course i enjoy eating but it's not one of my (laughs) it's not one of my key you do enjoy eating it's i just so i'm like okay if you want to eat um as long as it's a meal that i enjoy eating i'm like let's let's do it so let's talk about for those who are listening are like, oh my God, I want to do the food charting thing. It's really simple. Um, if you get my Love Your Cycle trackers, if you head to the link in my bio on my Instagram or the link on my website for the Love Your Cycle tracker or go to wellsome.com forward slash L-Y-C. That's L for love, Y for your and C for cycle. So Love Your Cycle. And you can download it all there. There's a page that you can print out and it's a, a cycle a tracker, a round circle with two cro- two lines through it that divides up the seasonal stages of your cycle. If you print that out, put that on the fridge and write down all the meals you like to have in each of the four phases of your cycle. 
So, for example, in inner winter, when I'm menstruating, yep. what are some meals that I like to have? Uh, you like warm meals. So um, anything, I guess, that is warm, like loaded or loaded potatoes, would you class that? No. Yeah, that's more like an autumn food. Autumn food for you. Um, you like curries? Yes. You do like curries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could eat like a ramen or something like that. Yes. Um, really putting them on the spot here, guys. Uh, you, uh, what else would you like? A big T-bone? No, that's a joke. <laughs> Gemma doesn't I eat don't meat. eat meat. Doesn't eat meat. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, I, it just seems to be like soups, curries, something like that, those kind of foods. But we do those um, pot veg. Pot veg, pot yes. Pot veg and some yep. salmon. We do do that. Yep. Um, okay, awesome. And then what about when I'm in my spring, summer time of my cycle? Like, what's the foods that I really like to eat? And we make meals together around that time. That's probably more of our salads that we like to have. Um, uh, like, yeah, potato salads and sort of the salmon patties that we might have with yeah, salads. Yep. Um, falafels. Falafels. Uh, even butter bowls that we yeah, had. Yeah, you love making a good butter bowl. Yeah, totally. Even though I made the butter bowls last night, but you do enjoy making good butter bowls. They are good. Yeah, and then, okay, what about that pre-menstrual time when you know that I'm pulling out the castor oil pack and I'm like, don't irritate me today because mm-hmm. I'm on edge um, or I could easily be turned on edge. What are some meals that we generally eat around then? Would they be more into loaded potatoes? Yep. Yeah, loaded potatoes, something that's a bit warmer and a bit more hearty um, and a bit more like burgers, something like... Uh, homemade burgers. Homemade burgers. Um, what else? <laughs> Putting you on the spot. We haven't been home in so long. Um, we do, you make pad thai. Yep. Um, we do grilled veggies on the barbecue. Yes. You enjoy, you know, having some sausages or lamb chops or something on the barbie yes. and we do grilled veggies. Yes. Um, we do an amazing pasta. What's the favourite pasta that you like? Pesto pasta. Pesto at the pasta. Moment. Yeah, we make pesto at home with homegrown basil. Yes. So all of that is drawn on the actual cycle tracker in Correct. each of the different four sections and put on the fridge. And we find that really helpful because if Brenton's going to cook dinner that night and he knows where I am in my cycle, he can actually look on the chart on the fridge and be like, okay, if I make this meal and Gemma doesn't know that I'm making it, you know, she's going to be quite happy that I'm making it at this particular time of her cycle. Mm -hmm. Has that been helpful for you in better learning my cycle, where I am and seeing me feel supported? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I think you've got to talk about one other aspect though of why you... How I know where you are in your cycle because we're in a loving relationship. We obviously are we? have, yeah, of course we are. We have, we don't, <laughs> but we have, we obviously, we are intimate. We have sex, mm-hmm. and the thing is, we have you good know, sex. God damn, we do. But it's asking where you are in your cycle. Yes, and that's a really important because obviously, we are planning for children. We and I'm not. We're not looking in to have future. in the future. We're not looking to have anything unex. Un, Unexpected. unexpected. Yep. What's so, UPP and unplanned pregnancy? Yeah. So it's Being like, where that. are you? Yep. Where are you at in your cycle? And, you know, I uh, I can't believe I feel awkward. Talk. I don't want to orgasm inside you. <laughs> He's hesitating. At the, at the, I know. At the wrong time. At the wrong time. So okay. that it, there's a, you know, there's a chance of an unplanned pregnancy. And So what, I do ask. I ask, where you do. are you at in your you cycle? Do, you do ask, yes. He does often ask where I am in my cycle. Or if you sense that I've changed in an attitude or something and you, you will always ask. Totally. So let's talk about, you brought it up, contraception for, yeah. from a male's perspective. Yeah. 
you know, you know the story of me. You know, I was on the contraceptive pill for 12 years, came off it, didn't have a period for nine months, found out I had PCOS, yada, yada. So the era that I grew up in, yep. you know, the, the, the 90s. Same as me. Um, is very much like I turned 16, I went on the contraceptive pill, I yep. had a long-term partner, and I just didn't come off the pill. So from a contraceptive standpoint, like what's your perspective as a male? What are general males' perspectives? Uh, well, I guess it depends. Uh, contraception is obviously, yeah, the, the pill, condoms, and then there's the I, I was going to say IED, but that's an improvised explosive device. <laughs> and IUD, I yeah, think it, it, is. Yeah, um, it is. There's those. Interugent. There yeah. is the, the what's the, bark, the injection? The implant. Yeah, the implant on for yeah. women. For men, they're, they're working on a contraceptive pill, I think. But for, for men at the moment, it's about um, condoms. If you want to take the appropriate precautions mm -hmm. well it's that and then the pull-out method but that's not very uh so what's your perspective on the responsibility of contraception uh well look i think the, the responsibility always falls on the individual i think it's always going to fall it always falls on the individual you okay. have to take the right precautions male or female um with regards to contraception so there's a big movement at the moment in women's health to be on natural fertility method or natural contraception, yep. which, you know, as you know, is something that I'm trained in and really is just education about your cycle, knowing when you're fertile, when you're not fertile and totally. accurately pinpointing that yep. very, very accurately doing that. Well, that, that and there's many ways of doing helps. it. Um, there's a big movement of women moving down that path as a male. How does, how do men feel about women not being on the pill anymore? And women not having IUDs anymore. Uh, when you when you say it's okay, each okay, individual's so, responsibility. A woman takes responsibility and decides to come off the contraceptive pill. Yep. Or say have her IUD removed and reclaim a natural cycle. That's the woman taking her responsibility. And then, of course, her diving into learning one-on-one -on -one the natural fertility method specific to her body. Because totally. it applies differently to different bodies and different lifestyles. Yep. How do men feel about that? The women um, are reclaiming the natural flow and cycle of their cycles. Uh, look, I, I, I think that, I think that. Are men happy about it? Or are they not happy about it? Well, I mean, how can you not be happy about it if women are choosing to find their different ways for having contraception? Well, you know, utilizing contraception. Mm -hmm. Then, I think that's a great thing, a great thing for it. Men are obviously just you know jackrabbits and want to hump all the time so they um you know i think for men it's if a woman is very understanding of where she's at and what they're doing it just it helps okay. again there's no i don't think i don't think there's anything that i don't think there's anything so you... that men are like oh this is like uh, an impost on me or it's like great if women are, are taking the right steps and you know what if it has to be like i'm at this part of my if I'm this part of my cycle where I'm fertile and the thing is we, we are going to have sex, but you don't want to wear a condom for the male. It's like, well, guess what? We probably can't have, we can't have sex unless you can really, unless you're like a Jedi and you can hold it in. You, then it's not going to happen. Okay. 
So I think that's a, it can't happen today. Good points. Good points. Thank you for sharing. It's okay. There's a lot of men out there in heterosexual relationships that are not supportive of women coming off hormonal contraception. Okay. If you I wasn't are, aware of that. If you are a lot of men, and I'm not saying I, this is a lot of men, not all men, are very much like, but you know, but you like, you don't want to have kids right now. So why do you not have to be on the pill? Like, okay. Like, so what so can what I just jump you... in? Can I, are you trying to, and are you, and sorry to talk over the top of you, but are you trying to say that men in relationships are saying that it's the women's responsibility yes. for contraception? Okay. Yes. Now, yes. now I understand. Yeah. And I've seen that with a lot of my well women Academy and a lot of my one-on-one coaching clients that that does come through. Gotcha. From a male's perspective. Yep. This is outside of our relationship. If you were giving a woman some advice or guidance who's coming off the contraceptive pill and her male partner doesn't support that, what would you suggest to her in connecting with the man or the male and bridging that conversation gap? Well, it's an interesting one because if we'd have daughters, if my daughter came to us and said, my partner, I'm coming off the contraception, my partner doesn't like it, I'd tell her to tell him to get fucked. I would, but it, I would. I'd say, well, tell him yeah, get fucked. Would. It's his, it's your prerogative. I mean, if I, if it was my daughter I was speaking to, I'd tell her that, well, I don't give a shit. Who gives a shit what he thinks? He, if you can do whatever you want, you choose to. You're in, it's a partnership with you guys. He has to come to the party as well. It's not, it doesn't all just rest on your, doesn't rest on your shoulders. Takes two to tango. It certainly does. So fuck him. Cha, cha, cha. Fuck him now. Cha, cha, cha. If he tells, if he tells her Language. to do it. G-rated. Um, okay, that's a thank you for sharing. That's a good good response. I think if you are listening to this and you find yourself in this boat, or you have a friend who finds herself in this boat, is it really is important about education? And I think that the more confident the female has in the natural fertility methods, whether it's FAM or NFP or whatever, however you describe it, there's different methods that apply. They all generally work the same. Um, is that when you can become truly confident yourself in that, you'll be able to communicate that confidently with your partner. Totally. And I think that if you're wanting to start the process and you're not sure how that would work or how it would look, I think a really great way to do that is to start tracking your cycle. The new Love Your Cycle trackers that are out there have the mucus and fan methods on there. So use those, keep them out and visible so that he can see them too. Even if he doesn't live with you, he's coming over to sleep with you in your bed. Keep it beside your bed on your bedside table or something. Yeah. Well, knowledge is power. So for, and you and I talk about this all the time, it's up to the individual. The more you know about yourself and the understanding of your inner workings, even on a, even on a, you know. Even on a mental level, spiritual level, the more you understand, the more you know, the more confident you are in the decisions and the conversations you have. You can't, you can't phone it in and be like, ah, oh, you've got to know, you've got to know, you've got to, you've, you've got to have really sound knowledge and grounding in whatever it is you want to understand, because then you have the power to make the right decisions mm. for yourself. That's good. I like that. So how, let's talk about starting conversations with men about the menstrual cycle. There are still a lot of males out there who are a little bit not into talking about it or hearing about it Mm -hmm. out of sight, out of mind. Um, Considering you've seen me pull a menstrual cup out, (laughs) empty my menstrual cup in the shower, clean it in the sink. You've videoed me pouring my menstrual blood in our garden. 
How would you suggest for a woman to bridge the conversation or start the conversation with men around them better understanding the menstrual cycle, them better being supportive of the menstrual cycle and the cyclical nature of women? Well, okay. Well, I think that it's it's just a deeper understanding, a deeper a level for relationships. So you think it deepens the relationships? Definitely. The more you talk about these topics, but again, if you share and you're open with it, the deeper your relationship is, which that's my belief anyway. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, what are men, men don't like sharing their emotions and their feelings. So, you know, you share one, I share one maybe as hard as it might be mm-hmm. for, for men. But again, we, I think, I think we've seen enough, we hear enough, we know enough these days around stigmas and around not talking about anything. It, it, it serves no purpose. It, it, it gets us nowhere and it doesn't deepen or it doesn't deepen our understanding, our knowledge of one another um, or ourselves. So I think, you know, those conversations, it's, you've just got to start to have it. You've got, it's like everything, everything that's a taboo topic. Get it started. Just get it started. You've got to talk about it as difficult as it might seem, you've just got to do it. You have to do it because, and go at your own pace, but you've got to broach, you've got to broach these subjects out of sight, out of mind. It just, it, uh, it doesn't work. We know that. And one of the ways I did that with you, and I don't know whether you remember when we first started dating, that I kept my menstrual cycle tracker next to our, next to my bed. Do you remember? I do. I do remember. With my journal. And, um, that's just like a little subtlety. Like men are very observant. They like, they see everything. More. Put a shot clock up. <laughs> Start your cycle. Hit the counter and have a big counter in your in your house <laughs> that has the days that you're at. Like, like a basketball scoreboard. Why not? Why not have a basketball scoreboard? You know how visual I am. Flashing red lights. How you visual am I? You are very visual. One whole wall a of whole our wall office is a whiteboard. Is a whiteboard. So why not have? Why not have a wall that's just dedicated to, you know what, this is what Timmy and the kids are doing all week. This is where I'm at in my cycle. This is where you are on your health program. Have it there in plain sight. So let's put it on the fridge. Put it on the fridge. Put it on the fridge. Put it put anywhere. It in the put it in the bathroom, on the wind, in, on the mirror. Yeah, put that's it, a good one. Put it somewhere that you can see every single day. It's like leaving great little quotes above your door as you walk. Like just have it somewhere that you can see every single and day. And over time... They will see that and they totally. will ask, what's this? And why is this on the fridge? Or what does this mean? Or can you explain this to me? And it might take a week. It might take a day. It might take a month. It might take a year. But I think that we need to start having these types of conversations. And the more conversations like this we do have in heterosexual relationships and with our children and with brothers and male friends, for all the ladies out there for male, with male friends, the more we can all embrace cyclical living and living with the cycle. And, you know, like a lot of Aboriginal Indigenous cultures around the world, they lived cyclically within the seasons of the year. And men can also live cyclically with the seasons of the year. But I think that the more we do that as a society, the more we'll be able to embrace the cyclical living and nature of the menstrual cycle. God, yeah. Yeah. It's a brutal, from my, my perspective, it's a brutal process for females, the menstrual cycle. And that's just my, it's brutal. <laughs> and 
it's, uh, you know, that should be shared with your partner, like, so we have an understanding. So males and partners have an understanding, even friends yeah. have an understanding of what the body's going through. Even Dan knows. Yeah. My, hey. my, my bestie, Dan, he, he knows, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He has a good old crack with me, crack at me about it. Are you, hang on, where are you in your cycle? Are you about to bleed? Um, and I think, yeah, it's great to have those conversations and when you introduce menstrual cycles and menstrual cycle knowledge with your partner and those men around you living cyclically becomes easier and then you start to live cyclically with your partner and I think something that um, I'll never forget that you actually said to me you weren't in the best mood once and you don't know that I'm going to bring this up Go for it. you weren't in the best mood once and I was like just checking in with you hey checking in is everything okay can I help you and you're like I'm just just in my inner winter <laughs> do you remember that I do like, I'm just in my inner winter. And I was like, all right, well, how you support me in my inner winter, you know, making dinner, offering to bring me things, et cetera, et cetera. You, <laughs> I asked you if you wanted that too. Like, totally. How can I support you in your inner winter? So I think with females living cyclically, it encourages men to live cyclically too. Well, I think there's undeniable, well, I shouldn't say undeniable evidence, but I think the fact that men, even look at me on this trip, I go through my cycles where I'm up, up for whatever reason, I don't know, and it's certainly nothing to do with the body, but my mood cycles, I'll be up, I'll be great, and then I come down and then I'm quiet, and then I get, I'm on edge, and I just seem to look at that and go, geez, there's a bit of a cycle, a bit of a pattern there, isn't there? So, mm. you know, it's... Um, if women go through their body, then, you know, men go through their, probably their seasons as well. I think there's, there's belief and discussion around that. So mm. yeah, talk about it more openly with one another. Um, okay. Awesome. I love that. Thanks, babe. Welcome. Thanks for chatting with me about the menstrual cycle and how we can initiate these conversations with men. My absolute pleasure. Is there anything else you want to add? No. What would, what would your top three tips be? For a woman conversating or introducing this to a to a male, um, sum it up. Well, I would probably say that it's let them know that it's actually a reality. It's not a myth. It's not like a drop bear or a yowie. <laughs> it's you know it doesn't live out there in the great unknown. It's a real thing that takes place every month if you are not on contraception or you know if you're not going through whatever you know whatever there might be a bodily thing that something's happening, but it's a reality. And I think the more you talk about what's actually going on in everyday life, real world, you start that conversation. It's like, this is real. This is what's happening. Let me describe it for you. Let me share with you what it is. Um, I'm okay. I'm fine. But just share. You have to, you've got to start the conversation, however it is. Make a joke of it to start with. And it's not a joking matter, but mm. find whatever in it is for you. Talk about it. It's... Open and men up. are inquisitive. They want to know. Well, I think so. I think that, I think it's... Well, look, in my I'm, dating I'm a... experience, anytime someone asks me, well, what is it that you do? I work in women's health. Well, what do you, you know, what do you mean? Oh, well, I teach on the menstrual cycle. I teach about periods and yep. ovulation and fertility. And there's always, there's two types of men. Men who are like, oh my God, I can't talk about this. This chick is crazy. Yep. And then there's the men who are like, really? Tell me That's more. so cool. Tell me more. Yep. Um, so men are inquisitive and they want to, they want to know, I think with given the opportunity, men are interested and would like to know. And I think if you put it in their shoes, if they had a daughter 
in the future. There you go. That you know, this is important knowledge, totally. and it's important. And if you have daughters, women's business, yeah, exactly. If, even if you have daughters, this is a real thing, and you want them to be armed. I think that's probably from that's the biggest thing. If you're going to have children and you do have daughters, you want to have them armed so that they're making the best decisions for themselves, 100%. supporting themselves. Hundred percent. I love you. I love you too, honey. Have you had fun? It's been a great conversation. It's flowed. It's been really, uh, it's been enjoyable. Do you reckon people are going to get a lot out of this? I hope so. Um, Do you want to be on more podcast episodes with me? Well, you know, it depends. I can, <laughs> I'll invoice. If you don't mind me invoicing, I have no problem. I'm moving house. <laughs> you won't know my address. <laughs> uh, well, babe, I love you. Thank you so much for, for sharing openly. Pleasure. Um, to sum it up, if you aren't already, do go and start tracking your cycle. Head to wellsome.com forward slash L-Y-C. And download the Love Your Cycle Tracker. It comes with video guides, so you can get those. If you want to learn more about natural fertility and how to apply natural fertility and natural contraception to your own life and in your own cycle, I teach all of this through one-on-one coaching. Um, and I teach the basis of all of this inside the Well Woman Academy, which you can learn more about on my website, wilson.com. So, babe, thanks for tuning in and being here with me and recording in the middle of the heat of the car in a 31-degree day. So it's like 50 in here. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, not killing me on this, on this road trip. Hey, you are most welcome. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Woman Podcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. If this episode excited you, please hit follow on Spotify, which means all of my episodes will pop up in your feed weekly so you never miss a weekly drop. I'd love you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts too. Love this episode? Come and follow me over on Instagram at wellsome underscore Gemily. Say hi and share what you've taken away from this episode with me. Now, is there a bestie, sister, or a friend who you know who might be fed up, frustrated, and confused with their cycles? Are they ready to join you in awakening their cyclical essence too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your socials, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to them. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our cycles. Now, until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body, and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle.